Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Around the World Sports. My name is Aaron Shellen. Today, I talk to West Aurora Boys basketball head coach, Brian Johnson. Brian and I talk about the challenges of coaching remotely, the improvements he's seen from his players, what makes a great leader, and what you can expect from the Blackhawks on Tuesday against Yorkville. Thanks for listening. And I am joined now by West Aurora boys basketball coach, Brian Johnson. Coach, thanks for taking some time with me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, Anytime I can get with somebody to talk West Aurora hoops, uh, it makes my day. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll jump right in here. So it has been 331 days since the Blackhawks last stepped on a court. Um, It's obviously been a, a, challenging year for everybody what what's been what's been the hardest part for you as a coach uh, not being around the guys you know we missed that whole summer and that's when you start to get to know the younger group the the new juniors and um, you just get to see the development you get to meet the freshmen coming in and then you get to see the growth of the you know the, the seniors uh you know, that word junior. So not being around them and not being around the coaches who are close friends of mine, uh, it was just, it was different. Uh, I think since fifth grade, see, I'm 41, I'll be 42 in July. I want to say since fifth grade was probably uh, the last time I didn't have summer hoops. So it was, it was, it was weird. Um, It was nice being home with the family, obviously. And, and, Helping, her, helping out around the house, I, I figured, I found out that the more I'm around, the more I have to do. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, missing the guys was, was the biggest thing. Missing missing going to, you know, the Riverside-Brookfield shootout and uh, the Geneva League and, you know, traveling at 6 o'clock at night, but the sun's out, you know, and, and just getting that amazing summer basketball field that was tough and, and running our camps as well and, and seeing the little guys my son is in sixth grade so he would have been in the middle school camp uh my daughter's in second grade so she likes to tag around right. and play so yeah th- that was probably the toughest so talk about some of the ways that that you and your, your coaching staff and, and the players for that matter have had to adapt over the over the last 12 months what are some of the things that that you've done to to make sure that you know they're staying on top of their grades and they're staying on top of their workouts and you know and all the stuff that you can you previously could check in easy on that you can't do that this year yeah so we had zoom meetings during the summer um you know where we just talk and and just see how they're doing and do check-ins you know i did that with the varsity um you know, when there was a lot of things going on in the summer with um, the social injustice, um, you know, going on around, you know, in the nation, mm-hmm. um, we talked about that in a Zoom and just 
gave the kids a chance to open up and, and have a voice and speak their mind and, and talk about kind of what bothered them. I know they were really upset about what happened in downtown Aurora and the looting and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, so we had moments like that. And then driveway sending me, um, sending me, you know, short film of them working out uh, different clips here and there. And, uh, you know, talking about workouts that they can do. And then when we rolled into school starting up, uh, we set up uh, a page for them to go into where we put a bunch of uh, videos down for drills. And um, we know we asked the kids to uh, check in, um, put down what they were doing for workouts on what days and, and things like that. And some kids really bought into it and did a great job. A uh, person like Ty Rogers, who's going to be a junior, he uh, he's an everyday guy. He's an everyday grinder, and uh, he really he will really ran with that because um, he's really striving to be the best that he could be and be a big player for us. Uh, so yeah, and then as far as grades, um, I have uh, me and Coach Kiefer, Coach Baca, we'd have uh, different conversations with different different kids about what was going on. You know, it was hard for them. Uh, I think at the beginning of the semester, uh, getting used to virtual learning mm-hmm. and just staying on top of that stuff and letting them know that, you know, what they're doing in the classroom is obviously going to affect um, chances of playing in college and just kind of being on top of that. And I know our lower level coaches were doing the same. Um, you know, it's probably most difficult for our freshman coach, Kyle Palestrini, uh, just because he didn't have a chance to get to meet the guys right um, you know right away and, and then we were lucky enough to have contact days and I think we had about 18 contact days uh, where they started out where we could just have normal practices and we'd do skill work and then by the end of it we could only do skill work so it was nice getting them in the gym and that kind of led us into November and then everything just kind of shut down and um but we still kept in touch. I was still talking with them about their grades. They were letting me know when they were working out and things that they were doing. Uh, so we always just kept that li- those lines of communication open. Good. That's always tough with, with teenagers to try to get them to open up to you. So the fact yeah. that you guys had plans in place can only can only help you down the road. So. Um, so before we talk about this year, I want to I want to just quickly touch base on on last season. It was my first year involved with with the West Aurora program. And and obviously, from a, a record perspective, things didn't you know end up the way anybody would have liked. Although, you know, end of the season, it was it was a completely different club. So having having now really almost a full year to sort of reflect on on what was that that 2019 2020 season. What are you most proud of as a team? I'm proud of the boys sticking together. You know, when things when things were going rough, a lot of young men, um, high school, you know, boys, they'll they won't keep working. Like they don't want to be at practices. They um, let the little things affect them more. They, you know, uh, when you're losing, it's hard to keep that positive attitude. And our schedule wasn't easy, but the kids kept grinding and grinding and. And towards the end of the year, like you said, we were a totally different team. And there was it was very rare that there was a practice when we weren't focused. Mm-hmm. And I give a lot of credit to our seniors on that, especially guys like um, Calvin Belfour and Logan Montz. Um, 
Paul Shavers and Marius Tenniel and, and guys like that that were coming in and, and really mastering their roles and being leaders. I mean, Kelvin worked hard every single day, you know, and was he frustrated? Yeah, but he, he showed up and he was holding his teammates accountable and, and it can't always come from the coaches. You need to have players, especially seniors, who take the lead. And, and I think because of our seniors, we were able to turn the corner at the end of the year and make things exciting. That actually leads me into my, my, my very next question. So you lost, you mentioned Kelvin and Logan and, 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 and Paul, you also lost Chris Nieves and, yeah, and Kenny and, Axel. And, uh, and, and Axel. And yeah, I mean, you lost, you know, that's a lot of leadership, never mind the, the on the court production. So, so how do you, as a coach, how do you replace that leadership? Do you come into the season sort of with players in mind that you that you think are going to step up to be leaders, or, or does it happen more organically than that? You know, I I have a good idea of the what type of leaders we have, uh, whether they're verbal or they lead by their actions. Um, you know, and we have conversations um, with those uh, those players and say, hey. hey I need you to step up. Like, I need you to be more vocal. I need you to not be afraid to hold your teammates accountable just as long as you are doing what we're asking you to do. And it's hard to replace a Kelvin and, and a Chris Nieves who were so focused and were vocal and also did it on the floor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we have a good idea of who our leaders are going to be. And then and then you have some guys who step up. Um, and then maybe some of the guys that we need to be leaders, you know, maybe they're not as vocal as, maybe, you know, we thought they would be. But it always seems like there's a player that kind of steps up and handles that vocal role. I think um, a guy like Isaiah Seiler, who came up with us towards the end of the year last year, as a sophomore is, is very vocal, very willing to lead. And, you know, and then we have seniors like John Dowd, who's working extremely hard and has gotten a lot better since last year. Um, and Brandon Bolton, who's working hard and he didn't see a lot of minutes as a junior. Charlie Williams, Scott Bankowski, we, Trey Johnson, like we have these guys who are starting to get their feet wet a little bit mm-hmm. and starting to, you know, get with the group that's going to play, um, you know, that we foresee the, the first few games as being players um, for us and then and then doing it every day in practice. And, um, you know, we have a good mix of seniors and juniors, and I like that a kid like Isaiah Seiler um, can step in and be a vocal leader and have guys listen to him. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Isaiah. Uh, you talked a little bit about um, – uh, a little bit about Ty Rogers. Uh, you, you, it was it was a very senior heavy club last year. Um, you know, this year you've got a, a number of of juniors that are that are, are, are under were underclassmen last year who are going to be stepping into varsity this year. There were a couple of players who kind of got that taste of, of varsity action last year. Isaiah Seiler, Kenny Weekly. Um, what are you what are you expecting from I guess those two in particular, Isaiah and and, yeah. and Kenny? Well, they've been through the grind, and uh, I thought it was uh, a good opportunity for them 
and they got, I think, 10 games in, but they were playing in very highly competitive games mm -hmm. against good teams. Uh, you know, I think Isaiah hit a big three against uh, Plainfield Central down the stretch. Uh, Kenny Weekly had some big moments with offensive rebounds and some defensive stops. Uh, and Ty Rogers was with us practicing. He didn't, he didn't dress for those games, but he was with us um, and going through practice and guarding Kelvin and doing different things. So having that uh, that experience, you know, I think gave them confidence where they they knew they could come in and feel comfortable and, and have a good feel for what my expectations are and knowing who I am as a coach. Um, and then I thought it was good for our guys to get to know them, you know, and I think that's the reason why they're comfortable with Isaiah as a leader and, um, you know, Ty Rogers, who's been a, a lot more vocal. Uh, they're comfortable with those guys. And, you know, then you have John Dowd, who was in and out of the lineup, but got some good minutes at times and only helped his development. So uh, getting those opportunities towards the end of the year really, I think, prepared them for you know next Tuesday right and, and this last week of practice and yeah we're inexperienced but we had a really nice sophomore team uh, last mm -hmm. year that that competed well um, guys like Savion Little and uh, Chris Stinson who are continued to develop uh, this is probably one of the taller teams we've had uh, Ty Rogers is 6'6 six, six. Chris Stinson is 6'6 six, Six 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 five. Kenny Weekly six four six five. Big John six eight. You know, so we mm -hmm. do have some nice height, which we haven't uh, had too much of in the past, and uh, it's just a good mix. And I and I think our boys are focused, and they're really excited to to start the season off. Granted, it's going to be a lot different than uh, they've ever experienced and we've ever experienced as coaches. So you've thrown a lot of names at us. Is is there anybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's good. I mean, you know, that means there's a lot of players on the team that you trust. Is is there anybody yeah. who kind of made that leap during the summer that maybe surprised you or or will surprise you know the, the West fans? Yeah, you know, I think Ty Rogers, uh, guys. Um, you know, our fans don't really know a lot about. He was on our softball team. He was probably about six three. As a sophomore, he grew three inches. Um, he's become more skilled, uh, more confident in his game. You know, they, they haven't been able to see that uh, mm -hmm. yet because he wasn't doing it at the varsity level. And he had a lot put on his shoulders when he was a sophomore, and those boys were brought up, and Isaiah and Kenny, uh, where he had to shoulder a lot of the, um, the weight with the sophomores. I think a kid like Savion Little, who's made a big, big jump from his junior to see, uh sorry, from his sophomore to junior year, uh, uh, excellent football player and uh, a kid that just goes at it nonstop and is just a competitor. Uh, Charlie Williams has gotten a lot better and more confident with his game. He's going to be a senior for us. Uh, Brandon Bolton has improved. Uh, he's about a 6'3", 6'4", uh, forward for us, a senior. And, uh, you know, we've seen some nice improvement with those guys. Uh, Chris Stinson, mm -hmm. who shot up a few more inches and has gotten more control of his body because he's grown into his body. He was another, um, from, what I, from what I hear, a very good uh, football player as well. So I think and John Dowd has improved a ton. He, and he's more, he's more 
willing to establish himself in the paint, be a presence, um, and he has a lot more confidence. So I think those guys um, are really going to open up some eyes. We, we brought up a, a sophomore, Tatavion McLean, who was the freshman point guard last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not on our sophomore team, but he did a really nice job on the, on the freshman team and got better through the summer. Uh, and he's going to help us out a lot with uh, our point guard position. You mentioned John Dowd. It'll be, you know, you could see it in spurts last year, yeah. you know, when he would come out there and he would use his size and, you know, if he was, he would get, get that ball down on, down on the blocks and, and you could see it in spurts. So it'll be really nice mm-hmm. to see, to see some more consistency there to have that, you know, it's not every day that you, that you have a six, eight guy in, in the middle. So um, yeah, if he if he can show that consistency for you, that's that's going to help out a ton. Well, and our guys are getting him the ball a lot in practice. It's it's probably the most I've um, seen a team get the ball in the post, at least practice wise. I coached a guy by the name of uh, David Dzinski, who was a six nine uh, big man from Caneland. My first year, we got him the ball a heck of a lot. But uh, the way we're getting the ball into John right now, it, it's really nice to see our guards. Mm-hmm. have a lot of trust in him. Oh, that's great. So, um, Yorkville coming up on Tuesday. Uh, first game, like I said, and, and it'll be almost 340 days. So, talk a little bit about the matchup. Talk about Yorkville, uh, kind of what you're expecting out of your guys because it's been so long. You know, you're worried about rust. You know, talk just talk about the matchup a little bit. Yeah, so Yorkville's um, coach from last year was their coach for uh, maybe four or five years. Um left for York and got the head job at York uh, out in Elmhurst. So they have a new uh, coach, John Holokowski, who um, when I was at Caneland and he was um, getting his teaching degree, did some clinicals for me and PE, and then was at uh, Hinsdale South prior to getting the job at Yorkville. So I, I know him fairly well. Um, so I'm expecting them to be excited, our guys to be excited. Um, and it's probably going to be pretty sloppy. You know, it's the kids haven't played forever. You know, we don't have two weeks of practice going into games and it's going to be probably a little sloppy. Um, you know, it could be quite a few turnovers, uh, maybe some bad shots. Uh, but I think that the group that executes down the stretch and in big moments, you know, as long as, um, for us, we, we keep that game close and um, we're competitive in the fourth quarter, uh, it should be a good matchup. Um, I don't know a ton about their guys. I know uh, a guard by the name of Yearsley is coming back who had 19 against us at our place, um, hit a ton. Uh, I want to say maybe it was three out of four from the arc. Uh, in that game, we barely won. That was Kelvin's, you know, prayer at the... Uh, oh, that was the half-court shot. Yeah. Half-court shot. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I, I'm sure some of their boys who were on that team last year still remember that and uh you know it's at our place which that game was uh so it's going to be fun and and, you know i I don't know exactly what to expect x's and o's wise and and really with a season like this this is more concentrating on our own guys than necessarily um getting that prep like we usually would for other teams we're talking about three games uh, every week, a couple weeks, we're going to have four games a week. Um, so it's going to be hard to prep. And I told our guys that uh, last week, like, we're going to try to get games. We're going to, or sorry, I told them yesterday 
or two days ago. We're going to try to get games. We're going to try to put you in the best position, but it's not going to be a normal scout. Uh, it's, it's just too much of a turnaround. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of teams and a lot of coaches are really going to focus on what their guys are doing and, and improvements mm-hmm. within their team, uh, not not necessarily you know what another team is doing. So, so kind of going into this, knowing that you're probably going to see some, you, you know, some, some sloppy play. Um, yeah. How do you, as a, like, what do you focus on as a coaching staff? I mean, how do you, how do you try to limit those, those mistakes? Uh, I think we really need to stress turnovers. Uh, really need to stress. Um, we've been working a lot on our half court defense stress. Um, doing what we do well, uh, communicating on defense, keeping teams to one shot, and uh, not getting to points where, you know, we give up 10 points in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, keeping our our highs not too high and our lows not too low, or we we can just kind of be even keeled. And, you know, I'm going to have to use probably some timeouts early, and and we're going to probably have a bigger rotation than – you know, than what we normally have. Um, but kids are going to get tired. They're wearing those masks. It's uh, definitely not easy to work out in a mask. And um, they're going to make mistakes. I, th- I think it's important to, you know, have productive timeouts and be positive and, you know, teach with um, explanation of where mistakes are being made, you know, as it's going on and not necessarily you know, waiting towards ends of games to point things out. Um, you know, I think we do that usually, but it's going to be way more critical now because, you know, they're just kind of thrown out there and it's, it's like, all right, we got a couple of plays. We got a couple out of bounds plays. If they go zone, we got this. Um, this is what we're going to try to do. And, you know, there's going to be mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and normally in regular games, in a regular season, there are mistakes. But, um, my hope is that our mistakes are because we're working hard and they're just not mistakes because we're being lazy and, um, you know, we're not working on the defensive end. And from what I've seen so far, our, our boys work hard. Good. And, and last question I have for you today, coach, is um, how do you or, or is there a way to, I guess, manufacture momentum? You know, obviously only 50 People are going to be allowed into into the into the yeah. into this the gym to watch the game, you know. So you're not going to have that that bump from the crowd, from you know the cheerleaders, from you know everything else. So so how do you you know if if the opposition goes on a eight nothing run, you know how do you, how do you stop that? How do you how do you generate momentum without without that that you know background of fans? Well, I think our guys are just going to have to lean on each other a lot. Um, we're going to have to have guys who kind of own their roles if they're not getting minutes or playing a lot and bringing that energy. And then we're going to have to use our energy guys. I keep thinking of uh, Savion Little, who is that guy. He's going to pick a guy up full court and, and get him to turn three or four times and dive on the floor. And I think the guys are going to have to really have each other's back. Um you know, it is legit a road game because uh, when we are not at West in our conference, there's no West fans, mm-hmm. you know, and when we're at home, you know, we get our 50 fans. So um, 
I think being able to limit runs is going to be huge. Uh, like I said, using timeouts wisely, but keep pushing our guys to, to be self motivators and motivate each other um, in a positive manner. You know, our, our bench needs to be lively and excitable. Um, you know, we need to celebrate the little things that um, that win games, not necessarily every basket made, but, you know, celebrate winning plays, taking charges, getting loose balls, you know, getting five-second calls or, or 10-second backcourt calls, things like that. Like, we need to celebrate those things because the little things are kind of what pumps you up, yep. you know. Yeah. Uh, a big charge at a big moment. That stuff pumps you up. Yeah. Those 50 fans are going to have to make a lot of noise on Tuesday night, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So bring their, bring their noisemakers. So, Coach, I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to it here. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck Tuesday, and, and uh, yeah. I'll talk to you Tuesday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Look forward to doing this again too. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I now that we're allowed back in the games, you know, that, that was yeah. my concern initially was that we weren't going to yeah. be allowed to call the games, and and you know, and for my own benefit, but for also the benefit of, of the West fans, I wanted to be able to give them something, you know, and yeah, and absolutely. now, uh, you know, if you know, you and I will be able to do this periodically throughout the season, and you know, Neil, like I said, Neil, Rick, and myself will be there with bells on Tuesday night, so. Uh, love it yeah so best I love, of, having, I love having the crew back yeah it's it's working with neil and rick is is a lot of fun you know i mean i've talked about yeah. it last year you know they welcomed me a complete outsider into it kind of with open arms and you know and and the program you know embraced me and and it's been a blast and i've been you know i was walking around my house yesterday talking to my wife about how um you know it was just killing me knowing that that there was going to be a game going on Tuesday and and I wasn't going to be able to be there and and I wasn't you know I'm trying to figure out ways to 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 get myself involved and uh you know Neil gave me that good news today so uh yeah look really looking forward to Tuesday and and looking forward to seeing some some Blackhawk basketball so um yeah I'll talk to you Tuesday night and 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 uh hopefully like I said we'll talk uh, throughout the season and and uh good luck All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Bye. Yep. That was Brian Johnson. All the home West Aurora Varsity basketball games, both the boys and the girls, will be broadcast by Neil Orman, Rick Albright, and myself on the NFHS Network. So if you haven't signed up already, do it today and root on the Blackhawks from your living room. Uh, This and all of my previous interviews can be listened to anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Around the World Sports. If you want to reach me directly, you can do so on Twitter at SportsGuyAaron. Uh, you can email me at Aaron I-M-S Lombard at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Around the World Sports. Thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you all soon. Good seeing you. Bye-bye. Till next time. And that's the way it is. Take care of yourself.